This is the Zach Asbury Show. Welcome. Today's podcast clip comes from an interview with Professor Sharon Rundle Tealy from Social Marketing at Griffith University. And I think objectively you are as well. And so obviously me, I'm subjective. But my question is, I suppose, uh, I've found that people who achieve high things in their life and do quite well in their life have had some sort of guidance or mentoring throughout it. Is that the case with you? Oh, if I critically look backwards, I think there's always been a bit of a driving something just sitting there nested inside. My dad created a really big company, retired nicely at 55, just stepped out, that was it, went fishing, which was always his plan. Yeah. Uh, So I have to attribute some of the work ethic I have. Like success just doesn't get given to you. It's it's come from what you do. Um, But in terms of like going through um, just hitting the academic sort of mm. cycle and, and deciding where I wanted to get to. I was fortunate to walk into a centre very unwittingly to learn what that was and how it was masterminded and created and I certainly attribute today what I went on to do to Byron and, and knowing how he created sort of marketing science and even though I wasn't there at the creation, yeah. um, I was very much there at a, a sort of mid-growth point um, and that taught me a heap about what might be potentially possible and then just went on to actually do the deep dive and go, I'll try it. I don't know if I can do it. Um, and determine, I had to find the vision first of what would that be. Um, went on to jump in there and I guess the reason some of that all then came to be is I do have a passion for that work and sometimes feedback from audiences says she's very passionate. Mm. And it's partly my now heritage. I understand the family context I grew up in, the socioeconomic area I lived in. Um, I can see a lot because of where I came from. Um, and that today helps me with a bit of drive and passion, want to do a little bit more to redress the imbalances that exist in Australia. Um, they're, they're obviously global as well. Mm-hmm. And whilst we can celebrate when we're commercial that we have contributed to economic growth and and people's livelihoods and, and good money at the same time in a human perspective we're doing a pretty lousy job of making sure that's happening at an even level um, and there are some people that just don't have the same opportunity and when you start to learn the social health side you really do get start to appreciate that a child that lives in a middle-income household will have double the words of a low socioeconomic home Wow. So it is a wow moment and it says there's so much more that can and should be done. I'd like to see a little bit more energy and effort now. With everything that we know, I'm a big believer our future can be better for all that we've already learned and there's got to be a little bit more courage across the system to say, but this isn't good enough. So I guess that will see me out professionally and I'll enjoy watching maybe kids and grandkids grow up and Mm. see myself out. That'd be exciting. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's similar. So, like, because I grew up in Gola and, um, like, uh, not necessarily some of my friends, but some of the, the kids when I was younger, you, I could already tell at that moment that they have less opportunities. Mm. Um, and, and usually it's to do with their home life. Like, maybe their parents weren't cooking meals for them and you're wondering why that child was particularly big. And you're like, oh, okay, because no one's teaching nutrition and no one's cooking for you. So you're eating frozen meals that were deep fried or whatever. And, and your vocabulary is, is very limited because maybe that's the extent to your parents' knowledge and, and maybe a reflection of the school quality as well a little bit. 
And, it, and it, even at a young age, I was quite sad about it that you could already see that this kid, even if they really wanted to be someone, didn't have the opportunities as someone else. And so I think something, yeah, something does need to be done about that for sure. Um, so your, uh, you know, being the director of the of the um, centre, a lot of your role is is leadership and guidance. So do you see yourself as being a mentor role to some of the younger people in your organisation? And um, what, what things do you think that you've done in that way that have been quite successful, that have really helped them to grow their careers? And then I suppose on the other side, what would the people that you're mentoring do to get the most out of your time, get the most out of your experience and knowledge? So experience and knowledge comes from getting on with it and doing it. And you can sit back and think and talk and and try to anticipate, but that's not going to actually create the learnings of I've been there and done that. Um, The strength of the the time, I guess, is to learn the people and understand what drives them a little bit, where else could they go, scaring them into it. So pushing them before they're ready um, or at the point that they're ready but they don't think they're ready because some people are more naturally cautious and want to hold back until they think they're perfect and ready. Um, I think they're the things that over time I've done to help get us all where we actually need to be. Um, because I'm a big believer that you've just got to jump in there sometimes and actually give it a go. As founding director, I probably spend a lot of time teaching people what I know, Um, just working directly with them, rolling my sleeves up and doing it with them wherever I can. Yeah, so it's all about pushing people outside of their comfort zone when they're ready. No, Uh, even before they're ready Even before they're ready. I'll give you many personal (laughs) stories of... There is a moment where I know they're ready, they don't, and they're not confident that they're ready either. And they, if I let them sit, it would be years before they'd actually jump themselves. So I think there's some of that that you have to maybe, maybe you just have a sense, maybe you know somehow, but you do understand when someone's actually ready. And today, being a bit more senior again, I can actually literally coach others to say, the moment I'm not breathing down your neck every five seconds is because you've already won my trust. Hmm. So part of it is, can you be the person that can deliver every time, not sometimes, Hmm. every time, and just making sure that it's at the standard needed to actually take all of that work forward. And it's difficult to do when you haven't done something before and giving people the confidence that you don't know yet, and I know you don't know, but how about we just keep that conversation very open to the point where you've got everything you need and you're at that point where you can actually dive and go. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Um, Hey guys, it's Zach Ainsbury here with just a couple of quick reminders. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, then make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. There are plenty more interviews to come with some of the world's leading marketing academics and practitioners. You do not want to miss these. In the meantime, if you're looking for another way to connect, then follow me on Twitter at Zach Ainsbury. That is Z-A-C-A-N-E-S-B-U-R-Y for my take on the marketing issues of the day.